Welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that's ever been made and recorded. Uh, I sometimes say before I die. I don't think I've ever said before I die. Who knows? But that's fitting because of the theme for today. My guest today uh, is a comedy-adjacent person, not a comic. She works the door at a club. She also works in HR for a hospital. Uh, and she's been my one of my best friends for 20 years. Uh, my, des- uh, my guest today is Jax Day Clue. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, Jax, how, how's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. Tired. Yeah. Tired, but all good. And you're working the door for at least one show tonight, one that I'm on. The yes, day that the we're comedy recording. contest yes. tonight, 6 o'clock. Uh, it doesn't matter because it'll be passed by the, it'll be long <laughs> gone by the time this is over. I'll, I'll already know if I passed tonight or haven't or, you know, it, it's weird that this is going to be going up in the future because uh, I'm a very, I'm very nervous today, but by the time that this posts, I won't give a shit anymore. Um, all right, cool. So uh, overseas probably. Yes. Uh, so Jax, you, since you're not a comic and you're not really a public figure, you said, don't want your Instagram plug, but that's fine. Uh, follow me on Instagram at James P. Crowley. Follow me on Twitter at James P. Crowley 68. And I don't know if I've got date if I've got dates coming up. They'll be in the show notes, so check them out. Uh, yeah, Jax, uh, you have nothing to say in <laughs> regards to that. If you want to follow me, make sure to follow Jimmy because my Instagram's not around. So. Yeah, you'll <laughs> uh, you'll I'll I'll tag her in something at some point <laughs> when this goes up. Yeah, yeah, she'll be tagged in the Instagram post for this. So. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Jax, give me a little bit of uh, a background on your music taste. What do you like to listen to on things? I have a very wide range of musical tastes. Um, uh, well, yeah. So I love listening to like my boy bands from back in the day, like NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys, but then yet I also listen Forever to eight years old. <laughs> Forever. Technically six years old, yeah, but still. But, I mean, you were listening to boy bands well into your <laughs> early teens. I, I know what you used to like. You, you were a Jonas Brothers fan. They're a Jon- they're, still a Jonas a, Brothers fan. Yeah, they're a boy band. Their, their new album's not bad. Yeah, Only Human. Really fun song. Uh, but I, don't, I, I can't remember any of the ones that I like. But, you know, I like my boy bands. But I also like, you know... I was listening to, like, Disturbed and Metallica last night. So. Yeah. And then I was uh, just... It's a whole wide range, and I listen to, like, you know, a little bit of punk, a little bit of top 40 pop. Like, I literally just saw Ariana Grande, but now I'm seeing Queen and Adam Lambert next week. Right. And, you know, growing up with, with me and our group of friends in, like, middle and high school, you, you, you were exposed to a lot of heavy metal. We, you only went to one show at the Peakscale Elks Lodge, right? Yeah, that was a very interesting night. With the, was it Dr. Acula? Dr. Acula, Acula. was headlining. Such a, oh man, I missed that, <laughs> that band was, that, so much. that was like a fun one. But yeah, I liked, um, you know, it's like, it's interesting. So I went from like Britney Spears and like NSYNC to let me listen to like Green Day and Marilyn Manson. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and I remember I wanted to go to like the big... He- I was gonna say I remember wanting to go to the Big Four at Yankee Stadium, but I but had a tennis I had a yeah. tennis match that night, and I had to go. I had to go. Great show. Uh, yeah, you're actually part of the reason why I got into Marilyn Manson a little bit because I discovered Marilyn Manson on my own, but he scared me. But you, that was around the time they did the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack revisited. And you put Marilyn Manson's version of This Is Halloween on a playlist. It's a good cover. It's a great cover. It's really good. And between his version and the Panic at the Disco version that's also on that, his is a lot better. Yeah. Like, and I, I love Panic at the Disco. I've seen them three Panic. times in concert. Yeah, they're, so. they're such a good band, but they're not, but like they don't, 
Mar- Manson matched like the theme. Yeah, a little and bit Manson, heavier. Manson did all the different voices and things yeah. too. He like really like, you know, excuse me, played into his theatricality in a way that Brennan Yuri can't. You know, I just put that CD in my basement. I just oh, really? Up my CD <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you had that on CD. I did. I had got it for it. Was, I think it was a Christmas present mm-hmm. one year back when I used to ask for CDs. Uh, I miss asking. I still buy CDs sometimes. If it's, I, I have every Wonder Years album on CD <laughs> except for their first because that's I rare. I really only get CDs because now um, when you buy concert tickets yeah. for certain concerts, I'll get like the free yeah tickets. I've got like a copy of Vampire Weekend's most recent album and The Killer's most recent album for it. Uh, New York Times actually did a really interesting podcast where they talked about that because it's a way, it has to do with the charts and things and it's it's very interesting. I, yeah, I recommend it. It's pretty interesting. Even though it's like weird to get like two because I had to buy two tickets. Yeah. So I, usually, I usually get the two to give like my friend, like whoever I'm going with. Yeah, uh, I think I did that. Did I? I don't know if I ever actually gave you the CD, but when we went to see The Killers together last nope. year, nope. I... I think there's one right behind you if you want to take it now. Never opened. Yep, right on top. Um, yeah, we're recording this in my dad's home office where I keep all my CDs. Yeah, because there's the uh, Wonderful Wonderful. This is two. Yep, yeah. So you could take that with you when you go if you want. Oh, I have this one too. I have this yeah. Megadeth one, I think. Um, yeah, I have, a, I have a bunch of CDs. But uh, yeah. Uh, um, all right, so Jax, today we're playlisting. Uh, you chose... Song, uh, you chose death uh, as your theme for your playlist, which uh, which is one that I had written down. I have a long list that like are suggestive for like people to listen uh, to. Yeah, that's make. a side note. I did not randomly think yeah. of this out of my head. Yeah. Jimmy, it was on Jimmy's list, right? Which I I do feel the need to clarify because also like it's one of those things that like I I don't think people make playlists the way that I do typically, where you're just kind of like, okay, I just want things that are just like this is what I'm listening to right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sort of, I'm like that with my Spotify. I have like my personal playlist, which is just like a cluster of just random songs. And then I'll do, because on Spotify, they have like, this is Green Day and it has like the Green Day's most popular song. So I'll do that if I want to listen to like specific. If there's like a really, I'm not a Spotify user. I'm an Apple Music user um, because I'm not poor. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And they they do that too. I do that when I'm like, if there's like Tool just got added to everything. I saw that. That was on my spot. I saw that on my Spotify last night. I've never really given Tool a proper listen. So I'm going to, dip into those but um so yeah so you uh, yeah so you chose death (laughs) so i i make a lot of these are suggested as of right now um but yeah so um what what was your thought process making this playlist a little bit um trying to think just like there are some songs that are just i listen to listening to a lot of ghosts which I know I put Which a couple comes of up a couple of times. Couple, couple times, and I know like death is a very like Prominent heavy theme in there. The heavy theme. I was just at Starbucks earlier, and I ha- I'm wearing a ghost shirt, and their tour was a pale tour named Death, and some older gentleman came up to me and asked me if the band's name was Death. So it which was Death is a punk band uh, from the early '70s, <laughs> I think, uh, and they're all black, which is interesting. <laughs> There's a great documentary about them called A Band Named Death. Yeah. So just listening to Ghosts, as I know. Death is something a little bit, to not like I want to say taboo, but a little bit like people are sort of scared to think about. So I know Ghost has sort of helped me. <laughs> well, like, 
well, so listen to it, and this that, is sort of accepted a little that'll bit. That'll come up when we compare our playlists. I feel we had very different approaches <laughs> oh, yeah. to this. Very, very different. Um, and I think that'll show in our picks, and especially if anyone goes and listens to either of these, really. We, we both had very different views. Yeah, it was while I was listening to your playlist last night. <laughs> I was just like, I was sitting there, and I was like, this... It's completely different. Yeah. So um, let's let's hop right into it. Your first song that you have on it is The Ghost of You by My Chemical Romance from Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Good song. Which, great song. Great album. Yeah. My Chemical Romance is, is really one of the best bands that existed in that time period. I would put My Chemical Romance as, I would say they're kind of the Beatles of emo. <laughs> I'll say it. I don't care. Even though they're a little bit more theatrical, a little bit more like Queen, but they broke up before they could really suck. I love Danger Days. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was at their last like, quote-unquote like concert. You were, yeah. At the Bamboozle, but at the time, I was like, oh, whatever, and I was just like wandering yeah. around, and then they like broke up a couple months later. Exactly. So but, talk, but, talk a little bit about The Ghost of You. Why, why this? What does this song have to do with death? <laughs> Um, the Ghost of You. It, just, it's got um, ghost in the title, it which got, it has got ghost hypothetically in the title. is what happens to all of us after mm. we die. Um, I was also just thinking of like, the music video. Have anyone seen the music video? It's about war. It's about like war, and I think there was like, the USO, or like when they do those, when, yeah, when like, yeah. the, um, the military, like the soldiers come back and they dance with their partners, but I just think it was more so, like, I think just about like, losing someone and just like, sort of like thinking about them. It's like the ghost of you. Yeah. Um, this always, I, I think I used to listen to this a lot in ninth grade when I was upset about girls. And I would just kind of be like, uh, oh, the ghosts that are never going to care. They say like, I'll never hold you at one yeah. point, I think. And I'm like, oh. I was like, so never coming home. Never like, coming, coming home. home. Yeah. So I, think it's more I had a so crush on like a girl that, that was moving. So that. Yeah, I think it's also sort of like, you know, like, Someone's like, I guess more gets like under your skin, you can sort of say, and it's never sort of like yeah. leaving. So like that person still is like somewhat still like on you, even if they yeah. like pass. It's like, you know, that's still, you still have a little bit of that like connection to them. So it's like those memories. Exactly. Um, uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little yeah. bit more about My Chemical Romance a little bit later. They, they come up. Yeah. Um, my first pick was The Death Song <laughs> by Marilyn Manson from Hollywood. Um, I was a huge Manson fan. You know that. Um, I'm sure. Jimmy gave me all of his, uh, um, back when like iTunes was still a thing, Jimmy gave me all of his Marilyn Manson CDs to put onto my iPod. I had over 80 Marilyn Manson songs <laughs> at one point. I still have all those CDs. They're great. And Jimmy and I also did see a Marilyn Manson. We saw Marilyn Manson at uh, the show signed. that he got crushed by, crushed, his crushed by his prop, and it sucked ass. What did you think of this song? It was pretty good. It sounded like a typical... Like Manson yeah. song. And this is this is actually from probably my favorite Manson album, Hollywood. I was gonna say Hollywood. Um, just because this, admittedly, I kind of picked this one just because it's called the Death Song. There are m songs on this album that are more fitting, but this one I feel it—it's just a little bit goofy, and it kind of fits in kicking off this playlist just to be like, oh, we sing the death song, mm -hmm. and then I have a bunch of death songs. Yeah, it just also reminded me from when we were in like elementary school or middle, middle school, school, like junior high, um, such like early high school, where, like because we were kids, and then the lyrics were like the kids like sing the death song. So oh yeah, we sing the death song, kids. kids. And yeah, it just I was reminded like, oh, me. This it, is so true. It just reminded me of something we thought we were like cool and edgy back, back in the day, back in seventh grade or whatever year we were really into Marilyn Manson. Seventh and eighth grade. 
even and even into like ninth and tenth grade, I was still super into Manson. I I was listening to Manson all through high school. I I just kind of grew more apart from him as I got older, and then like in college, I was kind of like, "What the fuck am I doing?" He has good covers and stuff like that. He, he has some, he's, he's, he's he's he is a pretty good musician. His more recent stuff hasn't really done it for me, but I I still like him a lot. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Same same way. I'll listen to like a couple songs. Yeah. Now I can't listen to Sweet Dreams Are Made of This the same way after his prop <laughs> gun after fell on he, him. He got knocked out oh, <laughs> during man. Sweet Dreams Are Made. And I really wanted him to die that night <laughs> so that we could be like, uh, it got cut early, but it was the last Manson <laughs> show, you know? Yeah, because we saw him die. We on stage. watched him die on stage. <laughs> die on stage is a hostage com album that's very good, <laughs> and it was their last album, so fitting. Kind of died on stage. <laughs> it's fitting. Um. Your next pick is Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. Yes. Jax, what the fuck does this have to do with death? Uh, one of like the stories was apparently um, Nikki Six died from a heroin overdose, and that's when they had to do the Narcan or whatever they used back in the So 80s. do you listen to this and think Nikki Six? Because mm-hmm. I yeah. just think I'm going to do heroin to this. <laughs> no, I think it's because I knew the story, because you, know, like, you knew I loved Motley Crue that's back true. Back, like back uh, in like junior w- high. When I saw this on your playlist, I was like, Jax, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> like, just be like, I'm sure there are Molly. <laughs> your like eyes are wide. Like, oh well, he's uh, it's fine. I'm joking, but like, I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Jax? Why are you putting this song on here? Molly Crew is just songs for doing cocaine off of strippers' tits, you know? Well, as as someone that was a pretty big Motley Crue fan at one point like knew one of the possible stories behind right. it was that he Nikki Six has, was also the basis for his heroin diaries like book that came out was apparently he had to get his heart kick started and okay hence. that's fair so and again because you sort of like you know like you probably heard all the story people tell stories about like what it's like to be Died and, died and brought, brought back, back to yeah. life, which is terrifying. Which is probably like I've heard people they, they that's happened to them like multiple times. Oh, horrible. And they, and they explain like the um. Yeah, I don't want to fucking yeah. talk about this, <laughs> <Yeah>. Jax. <laughs> it, it, it's about to get really heavy <laughs> coming off. I don't I don't want to get so heavy when we're talking about fucking Motley Crue. <laughs> how, how many strippers' tits have you snorted coke off this off to this song? <laughs> Zero. Um. Oh man, this is fun stuff. Did you watch The Dirt? Not yet, but I want how to. You not, how did I watch The Dirt before you? I don't know. What do you think? I didn't watch Bohemian Rhapsody. Did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? Not yet. Okay, cool. I heard it was bad. So like, I just want to see it before I see Queen on the sixth. That's fair. The sixth? Oh yeah, you oh, better. Get, <laughs> I have HBO, so I'll just watch yeah, it on HBO you tomorrow. You better get that. You better get that in quick. Yes. All right. My next song is "People Who Died" by the Jim Carroll Band. Uh, had I ever played you this song ever in life prior to this? I don't think so. I probably have. What do you think of, or did you uh, did it not register? I honestly wanted to laugh. But I don't know why. I don't know. It's, it's kind it's, of a funny song. It, 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 I don't know why I was thinking of like the Lonely Island a little bit. I was just like, not. It Actually, that's a really good comparison. I was thinking of like the Lonely. I was wanted to like laugh. I felt like it was just like a funny song about death. I don't really know. It, yeah. was, it wasn't like, it wasn't serious, even though there were like serious. Everything I have after this is a pretty serious song, but this one is just straight goofy. Yeah, I felt like it was just like, I was sitting there listening to this and I just got this. Is, Those are people who I, died, <laughs> died. I don't know. I, I just felt like, I know it was probably like, there's like, it was like, oh, this is about people that died, but I wanted to sort of, well, it so was like, I think just maybe just the way, like, do you know Jim Carroll at all? Or 
not nothing. Not really. Um, so Jim Carroll is most famous for his book, The Basketball Diaries. He was also a poet. He was like Patty, He was adjacent to like Patti Smith and Lou Reed and all these interesting punk rock figures in the early mid seventies. Uh, if you listen to like one of the Velvet Underground's live albums, he actually like held the mic for Lou Reed, so you can hear him on it. But his most famous book is The Basketball Diaries, which was adapted into a movie in the early 90s. It was right before Leo played Jim Carroll in the movie, and Mark Wahlberg's in it, actually. There's, like, a lot of good and famous people, but Leo plays a young Jim Carroll. Leo DiCaprio? Yeah. Pre-Titanic? Pre-Titanic, right before Titanic. I think it was between Gilbert Grape and Titanic. So, like, peak Leo. A great performance. I highly recommend it. If you can find this movie, watch it, because it's, it's... I love it. It's dark because Jim Carroll was a heroin addict, and that's what the Basketball Diaries is. Oh really no wonder about. when I typed in Jim Carroll, I th- like on Wikipedia, there was like a death date. Yeah, he he died September eleventh, two thousand nine. Yeah, I remember because I, I remember because oh uh, yeah, I remember because it was nine eleven, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I remember going to class the next day and being like, oh hey, this this literary guy. Freshman, tenth uh, grade. Yeah. Yeah, Paul, Paul, and grade. I've I've read all of his books. He's one of my favorite poets. He's incredibly talented, um, but he had this band, the Jim Carroll Band, and uh, they have one album that's excellent. It's called Catholic Boy, which I don't think is on any streaming services. But this was the this the was hit. on Spotify. This the, is this. The, was it on Catholic Boy though, or? While you look that up, I'll talk a little. It's actually in the movie E.T., which is why I think that it's easy to find. I can't remember the last time I watched E.T. So, but Catholic Boy is, in my opinion, a classic punk album. And I, I think Jim Carroll never gets the credit he deserves. But you read the book. Yeah, no, I was just, I was just, I was just, <laughs> I was just looking. It just doesn't look like... Yeah. There's really, I mean, there are only... Th- Three songs for Jim Carroll, but okay. he doesn't even have. And like are they all people who died? People who died, Catholic Boy, and people who okay. died. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's Catholic Boy is a great album, and if you read the Basketball Diaries, he he talks about the people in these songs where he's like, oh yeah, this guy got pushed off of a roof because he thought that the guy was joking or whatever. Yeah, this other people died from hepatitis. Yeah, uh, someone, uh, leukemia, that was another one. Uh, there's like a whole diary entry about his friend with leukemia. So you read it and it's it's there. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go to your next pick, which is Ghost, Body and Blood. Um, you're wearing the Ghost t-shirt that kind of <laughs> looks like this album cover, but I don't really know because I don't know uh, anything which, about which Ghost. Which the album cover? Uh, Infestisum. Oh, that was one of their older albums. Okay. So, um, 2013. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, this one, this this shirt's from like their their tour back in um, December. Okay, so, so so late last year. Um, yeah. But yeah, talk a little bit about uh, this song. Yeah. And um, yeah. So if you, the lyrics are grotesque, I don't have like the lyrics off the top of my head, but um, they were pretty grotesque as Jimmy pulls out his phone because he's going to look up the lyrics. And I also thought it, um, it was sort of also a play on, like, the body and blood of Jesus, of Jesus, Christ. which, like, you know, it's, if you guys know the story about um, body and blood. <laughs> you know about Jesus, you know, the best-selling book of all time. <laughs> um, the Bible. Um, yeah. It's basically, you know, body and blood of Christ. He's basically, I want to say use sacrifice is not the best word. 
What, what is it? What? He said, that's, that's he basically, what it's, he's like that's a sacrifice because he basically turns his wine and bread into... The grave hill stinks of death. A reek from the ground catches whiff of the hat. Yeah, this is... Uh, that, that's pretty... I, I, I didn't latch on that. The chorus is catchy. His body and blood. You know, not kind of what I expected from Ghost, but yeah. Yeah, but also it's just like, you know, because if you know anything about Ghost, or sort of like, I guess, what would we say? Like more, like, I don't want to say like anti-Christian, but it's more sort of... Like they focus more. Well, on so like I don't know anything. Uh, I don't, I'm not a ghost fan, so yeah. I have I I don't I know that they utilize Christian imagery, and I know they kind of distort it, but I don't know. Yeah, excuse it, me, what their beliefs are, or and I'm not familiar with their music enough to really comment. Yeah, because depending <laughs> on like the album, like it's more so they like they use like the papal garments, right. but they're more sort of upside down crosses and yeah. sort of more. They they latch on more of it's like I guess like the darker side like the sit like yeah. Satan and all that fun stuff fun stuff the but devil, yeah heavy metal yes um yeah and you've seen ghosts yeah I've once s- I saw ghosts once at the Barclay Center show so that was pretty fun so it was more just like a couple costume changes like he would dress up as like a cardinal or they would have like someone come out as like a pope and when yeah. I was there people would dress up as like nuns and nice. popes. Um, We'll talk a little bit more of, about Ghost in a little bit, but of the two Ghost songs that you picked, this was the one that I preferred. It's a lot catchier. Um, not enough to make me a fan, uh, but, you know, catchy, fun, you know. Yeah. I did. You know, when I, I remember looking at Ghost for the first time and not realizing that they were going to be like a poppy or band. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it depends. Because some of their stuff is, like, super heavy, and some of their right. stuff is... Like what? Like this is not like is, is this really the same yeah. band? We'll 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 talk about it when we come back to Ghost in yeah. a little bit. But uh, my next pick is the Fifty Nine Sound by the Gaslight Anthem. Um, I love the Gaslight Anthem so much, and they're the most. They're they're in terms of like the stuff I listen to now. A lot of it is really influenced by this. And you texted me last night when you were listening. Oh, to my I was playlist. near tears listening to the really? song. Really, I was near tears. Tell, tell me a little bit about why. I'm actually looking up the lyrics. I just remember just being, I'm like in my bed, um, about to start crying. Um, the song, the song like hit me, which is weird because Ghost talks a lot about death in their songs, but like they never hit me that hard. Well, so this is a little bit more where my playlist takes a turn, where a lot of your playlist, this isn't the word, but it's it's almost cartoonish in the way it depicts the death, mm-hmm. where I, from this point going forward, I tried to pick things that were a little bit more literal and like yeah, because I'm reading like some of like the the chorus. It's like, do you hear the rattling chains in the hospital walls? And like, do you hear your? Did you hear your favorite song one last time? I guess it's just one of those things that like realizing you're realizing yeah. like, oh shoot, like well, am I able to do everything I want to do yeah. before? And I mean, what kind of gets me a lot about this? I I love Brian Fallon as a songwriter. Uh, in an earlier episode of this, I talk about his song. Um, Forget Me Not, which is also a very upbeat sounding song, but it's about death. And it's about, you know, him thinking about like, hey, if I die, forget me not. And this is this is a little bit different where he's talking about his friend dying. And it's a it's a true story. He was in a band and 
he was playing, he's got that line, I was playing a show down the road when your spirit left your body. And he was, he was playing a show and his friend got into a car crash and died. And it's got that breakdown where he goes, you're not supposed to die on a Saturday night. And it's... Yeah, also, also there was a line goes, I hope we don't hear Marley's chains be forged in life. I just thought which about Charles Dickens reference. Yeah, which Christmas is um, Carol. Christmas Carol. And I just thought about, because um, I saw a Christmas Carol on Broadway right. like, for like three or four times, I think, growing up. So I can just, I still have that picture in like my mind of Marley from like the Broadway show. So I was thinking of just like, oh, just that. And I was thinking of the ghosts of Christmas future. Future. That's what I was yeah. like to ask. Which, was, you know, the whole point of that book is really just, you know, to to be good and make life worth living, which, you know, he's saying here, he's like, you know, I hope that we're, we're good. Yeah, because the Ghost of Christmas Future wasn't scene kind wasn't kind. It scared me, but it was also my favorite scene in the entire, in the, like, the entire um, musical or I'm, play. I'm always a little bit more intrigued by uh, the, the depictions of, Ghost of Christmas Future because they're all kind of the same, but they're all kind of different. It was very red. I remember oh, really? it was That's very like red, and it had a huge like tombstone. And I, the Ghost of Christmas Future was portrayed by a woman. Actually, I think that it, that's kind of common to yeah. be totally yeah, honest. It was, with you. it was depicted by a woman because I remember her dressed in red. I don't remember seeing her face. I remember she was dancing. If, oh. I, re- if I remember correctly, because it's been a while. That sounds cool. Because it's been twenty-five. I saw it last time. I saw it was seven. Yeah. So it's been it's been, oh, been a while, but I remember it's be, it was being a female and it was re- a lot of red. But yeah, it's terrifying. Uh, your next pick is "Join Me in Death" by him, His Infernal Majesty. Yes. Um, who we saw at their last North American show. A lot of these are artists that we've just seen in concert <laughs> at one time. has been around I've for a while. I've seen the Gaslight Anthem twice. has been around for yeah. a while. We saw, the, like Jimmy said, we saw the last North American tour yes. ever. Well, we saw the last date of it. Yeah, we yeah. saw the last. In New York at uh, the Hammerstein Bowl around Manhattan Center, as it's <laughs> also known. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, talk a little bit about this song. <laughs> um, it reminded me a little bit of um, Romeo and Juliet. A okay. little bit, like a little bit. This is no, you know, there was like the whole thing with Romeo and Juliet with dying together, dying together. Yeah, that, essentially, that whole thing. That spoilers whole <laughs> for, those for a play that everyone reads in the ninth grade <laughs> and has been done. Gra- a Gra- times. Granted, I spark noted like half of it, yeah. but I get, I get, I get the story. It's so popular, everyone's it's, seen it. Every, everyone you knows. saw it before you, <laughs> you read it. No, because I, cause I watched on uh, West Side Story before, yeah. which is basically the same concept. Yeah. Like, except it's like Hey Arnold has an episode where they put on uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it's like three days. They're thirteen and fifteen. They're yeah. being overly dramatic. So yeah, join me in death. I think it's like you know very. <laughs> so so again, this was this it's a very song like that I, a song that I left off of mine, and we'll we'll go into that at the end is uh, "Don't Fear the Reaper" uh, by Blue Oyster Cult, which him has also covered, yeah. interestingly enough. Um, and I remember watching one of those VH1 100 Greatest Songs of All Time or whatever they do, and they did that they, that they show on like repeat on New Year's Day yeah, for like. They did Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper, and someone said, oh, you know, it is a love song. It's like, let's die together. And, you know, there was a part of me that I was thinking, like, yeah, that's a true... There's a part of me that thinks, oh, yeah, that's so romantic. But then there's also the part of me that I'm like, I'm not in ninth grade anymore. <laughs> yeah, because I was, I was, I when I listened to the song last night for the first time in, like, 
forever. I was like, you added this to your playlist <laughs> without listening to it. Recently. I mean, it's been a while. I mean, I've <laughs> listened to this song like a lot because I think I own one of, like their greatest hits, right? Album, and I was like, first off, Vil Vile, wherever the Vil Vile has a really great voice, so it makes yeah. it makes it sound more. He, he has a deep, sexy voice. He's like, join me in. So and, and also it made it's like I, sexy I was, Morrissey. Yeah, I was like listening to it, and I was like, wow, this is a really depressing Romeo and Juliet song, but he makes it sound so like. Well, yeah. Smooth and nice. I mean, the 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 big takeaway from him is all their songs are like death and love. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be wouldn't it be romantic if we both died? Wouldn't it be romantic if we were both in love but in hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So, so I, mean, I, I do like him a lot. Yeah. They they do have a lot. They're they're like I only got into them because of Bam Margero from Viva La Bam because he owned some of the rights to the Hardogram. And just look at how his life turned out. <laughs> I think we're on two completely different paths, Jimmy. But, but, yeah. But, but I just thought, like, you know, the song was, like, it reminded me a little bit. I had, like, that Romeo and Juliet, like, feel to it. It's like, just join me in, like, the next life. Absolutely. So. My next pick is I've Got You by Camp Cope. Um, song came oh, out. this is another song that depressed me. Yeah. All this of them song. are sad, Jax. Most of these are sad. <laughs> I know, this is another one that like hit me. These are all things that should have made you feel <laughs> I know, it's just, this one definitely hit me. Um, Not as hard as the Gaslight Anthem song, but definitely just like, I think I just had some real, other realizations about Yeah, death. it's it's very, so this, this is an acoustic song. It's the last song on their most recent album, their second album, How to Socialize and Make Friends. And it's it's a song that their lead singer and guitarist and main songwriter, Georgia Mack, wrote for her father that had died. And I'm not going to linger on this too long because I got a lot of feelings. But, <laughs> yeah, it's very real. And she's talking about being in the hospital and... Yeah, it's just like, I know, just I've had, I've had like moments like that where I'm just, like, you know, I think of like my grandfather who was in the hospital, right. and it's like those like moments, and like getting, you know, that phone call. Yeah, so and it's just like out that people, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. And it, what kind of gets me about this a little bit more now is as I've gotten older, I have friends that have lost parents, and I have friends that uh, it... If they haven't lost their parents yet, it feels like they're going to. And also the knowing that one day I'll lose parents and I don't yeah. want to think about this too much uh, yeah, <laughs> because but it's, it's going like to bum me the fuck out. But uh, um, yeah, I've been in those situations. I remember like being like younger and going to wakes when I was like younger. Then my mom started putting me in like a different room and sort of like, I guess, having to explain it to me when you're yeah. eight versus... I think starting my senior year of high school is when I started going to wakes like by myself well, and sort yeah. of like when you're when you're younger it doesn't make as much sense to you but as yeah, I you learned get about older, it in, like psycho I learned about it in psychology just sort of like yeah. the different ages where like you, when you're little you don't really you don't think it's permanent yeah, yeah let's not you, talk about yeah. this. <laughs> it's gonna come up again in some yeah. of my later picks but yeah I've got you. What, what you, did you like the song? <laughs> I did. It, it bummed nice? me out. It was good, but it bummed me out, which, yeah. is, which sounds like ironic. Cause like, it's a good song, but... This, uh, what, what happens to me a lot now is sometimes there are certain songs I really like that I can't listen to. Yeah, the same like, thing happened with like the hymn song. There were like certain points in my life where I just could not listen yeah. to it, and I'm just like, I can't. Yeah. Well, now, like, when we saw him, just to go back <laughs> a little bit, I got a little teared up when they started doing... Your Sweet 666? Six, six, six. Your Sweet 666, six, six, because... 
you know, that doesn't relate to my life at all, but it made me nostalgic for kind of a time when it did, which is nice. It's Which I think happens to me with him, too. Yeah, it's like that happened to me when we saw, we saw Lady Gaga, and when she did Poker Face, <laughs> <laughs> she, like, talked about it, and I was like, oh, fuck, you know? Uh, I was also pretty drunk that night. <laughs> that was, like, three days that I was drunk in a row, but yeah. we'll talk about that another time. But, yeah, this it, it, there are certain songs now that, like, there's a lot of Wonder Year songs that do this for me where I'm like, that's a very real feeling and it'll upset me. And it, Wonder Years are a little bit different because they're not always about death, but this is a song that I don't like to listen to a lot just because it's... Heavy. Heavy, yeah, <laughs> and up close. Uh, which kind of fit, your next song is Who Wants to Live Forever by Queen. Yes. Uh, talk a little bit about this. Um, so, will do. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Queen is a band that I've liked um, for quite a while, actually. I think it started happening when Jimmy and I actually saw Wayne's World for the first time with the famous Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, great scene. <laughs> great scene. But um, so um, I was listening to like Who Wants to Live Forever. Um, it was a very somber I song, I feel like. And I feel like it's just like... Especially knowing that Freddie's <laughs> dead. <laughs> yeah, Fred, since, ever since uh, Freddie died. Um, even before you died, before yeah. Jimmy and I were born, Yeah, actually. Um, and I think it's that question of um, like, who wants to like... Do you want to live forever? And I think a lot of people say, like, yes, I want to live forever. But then I hear, like, I, these... I think most... Uh, I think that's a, a young person thing. I yeah. think that the more older people I talk to a lot say, I want to at some... I don't want to live forever, yeah. but there, yeah. there's the part of me that... Uh, fuck. I, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was going to say, I do know, like, you just mentioned it. Like, a lot of times, like, older people are, like... Yeah. They're, like, they're like okay, I'm, like, I don't need to... I've, I've lived my life, so I, I guess, like... It asks that question, like, who wants to live forever? And then people, but I guess if you ask different people, it's more, yeah. it's also very, like, somber-ish exactly. song. And it's, like, when you ask, like, younger people, it's like, yeah, I want to live forever. Like you said, then yeah. it's, like, then you get people in, like, their 90s where they're just, like, I lived my life. I yeah. raised my kids. I saw my grandkids. Um, while we're on the subject, why this queen song? <laughs> I, I love Queen, but Jax, let's be real. This is a subpar Queen song. <laughs> Not as good like as. It. I why? Like it. I why? Know. I just like it. It's like, I like, I'm Not a, to make fun of you too much. But. No, it, no, it's like, you know, like some of my favorite Queen songs are like, I Want It All, Headlong. Those are some of like my favorite yeah. Queen songs, which are very like. Anthemic, uh, pump like, up. Like pump up songs. And then I remember, I just sometimes I just, if I need like a. Seven Seas Awry. Yeah, I'm just, but sometimes if I just need like. A moment of like a break from all those like high energy songs for any band. Like this is a good sort of just like calm me guess down. I was gonna say like better Queen Death song is the show must go on, but that's also high energy. And that's also high dramatic. energy. And I think this one's more just like a. And I also feel like the rest of my songs are a little bit more high high energy. High energy so that's I think fair. I needed something sort of just to be like. And I just feel like, granted, the show must go on. Like no one knows the story behind that one. He was dying from Freddie well, Mercury. Uh, yeah, was, he, was, he, was he was dying, dying from AIDS, and yeah. he sang that song in one shot, ch- in like one shot. Yeah. So I felt like, no, that's also a great song. Saying that you must go on, but then Freddie, yeah. unfortunately, died. But I just feel like, he didn't go on. <laughs> yeah, he unfortunately didn't go on. But um, and now we have Adam Lambert. You know who? who better I'm singer, super, in my opinion. Super excited to see on um, August sixth. At the Madison Square Garden. You just you just let let me say Adam Lambert's a better singer. Jax, I was gonna make a riff. 
I was playing, and then you were just like, yeah, I'm really excited. Now we both look like dickheads. Okay. <laughs> Freddie Mercury should... It would be great if Freddie Mercury was still in court, it would. for the record. It would be. Um, my next pick, Classic Rock 2, uh, Pink Floyd, Comfortably Numb from That's, The Wall. This was a pretty good Pink Floyd song. I'm not, I'm not like a huge Pink Floyd song. I'm not either. But this was definitely... I, do I think drugs. this is the first time I've actually heard the song. I think I know... Um, Another Brick in the Wall. Another Brick in the Wall. And what's the other one? Money? Money. Mm-hmm. Wish You Were Here, you've probably heard. There's, there's a, Pink Floyd have a decent amount of big songs. I probably, also, I probably heard a couple songs because you ever listened to... Um, classic when, Rock Radio. No, not Classic um, the, They do that thing with The Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah, you, like we do. There's a different album though. Different so, album, but like I, think I, I, I watched like half of that, so I know it's yeah. on Pink Floyd, and I think I think it was a good song. Yeah, this is uh, the thing with Pink Floyd. A lot of the time, some of their songs don't really feel like songs, and this one does feel like a song. Um, big part of the reason why the song's on my list, Marilyn Manson's gonna come up. Probably not again. Hopefully not. But uh, one time I watched an interview with Marilyn Manson, and they asked him, "What song do you want played at your funeral?" And he said, "This one." And I think that's fitting just because when you think about death, you think, oh, I, I like to think that I'll be comfortably numb. You know, and that's that's that. Yeah, that's all I, I kind of have to say about that. So this, I feel like this one was another like somber. Somber. It's song. pretty mellow. There, the, you mellow. know, it's got a guitar solo. It's got a beat to it. It's not as heavy, I think, as the 59 sound or I've Got You, but it's it's just mellow and chilled out. Yeah. Um. Your next pick was The Memory Remains by Metallica from Reload. <laughs> yeah, it's like the only song I really knew. <laughs> what are your opinions on this one? Uh, I mean, it, besides the fact that it's post-Greatest Era Metallica. <laughs> I, 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 admittedly, I, I haven't given Load and Reload a lot of attention. Um, so I, I wasn't super familiar with this one. I, I thought it was okay. Oh, did, did The Memory Remains? The Memory Remains, yeah. Oh, shoot, I was thinking of a completely different song. I was With, listening. Uh, I was you listening. could talk about the different one you were thinking about. That's fine. <laughs> I was thinking of um, The Day That Never Comes. Oh, that song sucks ass, Jack. <laughs> I was thinking of that one for some reason. but um, You could talk about The Day That Never Comes. That's fine. Talk uh, about The Day That Never the Comes. The Day That Never Comes. Uh, I was going to say, I think for The Memory Remains one, I feel like it's just like, your memory is like still there, even right. though like people remember you. People remember you, and like the day that never comes. I feel like when I was reading the lyrics for. I feel like you can interpret it different ways, but I feel like I don't know. I'm, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm rambling with this well, one. So I, the weird thing that happened with Metallica in kind of like the early two thousands was they went for like you listen to early Metallica and they're dark and they're heavy. Like one, like one, 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 one is a dark song. Oh. One is a really dark song. Even um, even the, even the music video because they do that the Johnny music got video Johnny is so g- fucked. Yeah, the Johnny, Johnny got your gun. Or something that that movie screwed me up a little. Did you bit. watch the movie? I didn't watch the movie, but oh. I saw the scenes from the movie. Yeah. That, and in, that that in one's the music video. Yeah, it screwed screwed me music up a little video bit. Will fuck you up, but yeah. So they that's one that's an exception, but Metallica kind of did this weird shift in the early 2000s where they went from being a band that, like, they would, like, write these songs about kicking ass and really, like, you know, they they were songs that almost made you think, these guys are going to kill you, into writing these songs where you think, these guys are going to kill themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't there a whole thing with, uh, what was the one, Some Kind of Monster? Saint Anger. Saint Anger. Which... 
Bad album. Bad album. Great documentary. Have, you've watched some kind of monster, right? Yeah, I think I watched it when I used to pull my all-nighters when I was on yeah. 13, back when VH1 Classic was still a thing. On my other podcast, the Burger a Day podcast, I, I think, I don't think I've posted it. I Maybe I'll edit that after this. But uh, yeah, the Burger a Day podcast, we did an episode on some kind of monster. And it's, it's a doozy to watch. It's long, but like you watch this band kind of fall apart and like get fucked. And you're looking something up with Metallica, the lyrics yeah, to the, the memory lyrics. remains. It's been like a while. And, <laughs> and it's it's a you know they're they had a rough career for long stretches. Oh, who's the their bassist that died? Uh, Cliff, Cliff Burton. Burton died in like the the bus accident, and then they the bus have, accident over in Europe, I believe. And then they had multiple bassists until well, they got they, their current. They got, well, they got their, then they had Jason Newstead who played on and Justice for All until. Right, he might have even played a little bit on Saint Anger, um, but then they brought in uh, Rob Trujillo. Uh, who's but there's the current bassist. who's the current bassist? Um, no, so I remember. In, I think in some kind of monster. I think the new bassist, like what's his name? Jason Newstead. No, or the Rob one Trujillo. I think they, like I remember. I think it was in some kind of monster because I think right as soon as he got entered, they got inducted into the um, rock and roll rock and roll hall of fame. And I guess he was all like. <sighs> It was around the same time, because I remember there was something that was like... No, there was a... I, I know what you're talk, uh, talking about. Metallica didn't get inducted until, I think, the late 2000s, but there was the so, there was the, yeah, I think they got like some award, and I remember they, someone asking like the bassist, like, how do you feel that you've been in Metallica for like a minute, and then you just got yeah. inducted into... Met- Metallica did like a big like tribute show. Yeah. That like there were a bunch of that would have you ever watched that? No. It's fucking weird. It's because they have like corn play on it, which like kind of fits. They they were a relatively big band then, but they have corn. But then they also have like Avril Lavigne <laughs> and Snoop Dogg paying tribute to Metallica. So like Snoop Dogg is rapping over. Sad But True, which, it, like, fits. Kid Rock did a song that he's just rapping over, Sad But True. Um, although Kid Rock sucks, excuse me, sucks, but uh, Snoop Dogg is amazing. Um, and Avril Lavigne does Fuel, which is also from either Load or Reload. But it's weird to hear Metallica, uh, not Metallica, uh, Avril Lavigne go, Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Huh. <laughs> which is weird, because she took a completely like different turn in her career. Well, now she... <sighs> now she's a little bit more Christian-y. Like, she, uh, uh, her, one, of her, she... one of her songs, Head Above Water, I think, got onto like, the Christian charts. Because she had this whole thing with like Lyme disease, and there was like oh. this whole thing. There was like this whole thing. She also married uh, Chad Kroger from Nickelback. No, isn't she, wasn't she also married to the dude from Sum 41? I don't know if they were married. They probably dated Derek Wimbley or something. You know, you listen to early Avril Lavigne, and like, you know, she she was always a pop star. That's there's no doubt about that. But she was she had punkier stuff. She was her and like early Pink were like a little bit edgier than you know the Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera's of their day. But so which makes sense as to why she would be in a Metallica tribute show. But it's not a. I don't, it, 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 she doesn't have the voice for Metallica, you know. James Hetfield has like that heavy, this heavy, growly, and you hear it in this where he's just like the memory remains. <laughs> you know, that's it's great. I love when back when I used to play in a band, you know, a heavy metal band with uh, Greg and Adrian, <laughs> our friends from middle school. You know, 
I, I originally would try to rip off Marilyn Manson, but then I realized I'm a little bit better at ripping off James Hetfield <laughs> in my vocal styles. So yeah, and also like the a memory remains had like that creepy, like that woman, like that little creepy. I don't even remember. Admittedly, I really didn't like this. Song. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it, it's fine. Yeah, like I said, it's a fine song. It reminded me a lot of. Have you listened to Metallica's most recent album, Hardwired to Self Destruct? Uh, not yet. No. It's it's okay. It sounded a lot like that, where like it's it's good. It just doesn't do anything for me. You know, it's not as interesting. You know, and I I think that I'm always going to be a person that, in terms of Metallica, I like uh, Kill 'Em All to the Black Album, and then little things here and there. Like I I do like a lot of um, Death Magnetic, but that's also because that album came out when I was first getting into Metallica. So. Which is also why I like Nostradamus by Judas Priest. So. Uh, I, was, I was listening to, I think I was listening to some song off that uh, Nostradamus album. Probably Prophecy. Prophecy's a good one. Um, whatever lyrics goes like says, I am Nostradamus. I think that one's <laughs> called Pro- Prophecy. I think, yeah. I think it's that one. Great song. I, I love, I, I really like, I think that album is actually pretty good. But uh, yeah, <laughs> anyway. My next pick, second My Chemical Romance song to come up, Disenchanted, off the Black Album. Uh, not the Black Michael. Album, the Black Parade. Parade Black Parade. Too caught, caught up in Metallica there. But yeah, Black, I... Bla- uh, Black Parade was a good album. Black Parade, Black Parade is probably, of the albums that came out at that time, probably the... Cl- uh, Black Parade and maybe American Idiot are on par because each of those have one song each that I don't really like. <laughs> but what's, what's the one off American Idiot? Are We the Waiting? I I think that that's a good song in a live setting. I don't think it works in the studio. Gotcha. Um, and on the Black Parade, it's uh, Sleep. Sleep. Uh, but I honestly I could have picked any song off this album because the whole album's about death. Yeah. So um, yeah, you can definitely see that in like the Welcome to the Black Parade video. Yeah, the, <laughs> the second song on the album is just called "Dead," and it's it's a fun song. It's like yeah, because when I looked up you the heard the news that you're dead. <laughs> no, because when I looked up the, like the lyrics, to this, um, I was on Genius, and they were having like I guess like notes on the sides, like yeah. I guess whatever like the character's name is, they were describing the patient. The patient. They were basically just describing him. On. Well, so this kind of has a line that I think a lot of bands that I like now have kind of reappropriated a little bit where he goes, we watched our lives on the screen, which, you know, is kind of an idea. (laughs) Bill Burr has a great joke where he talks about, you know, you die and go to heaven and God pops in the VHS of your life and he's like, what's this? You know, I don't know. No, what's the nurse thing that reminded me of um, from My Name is Earl, where I think was it? Randy or someone asked like oh when you die and you go to heaven do you want St. Peter to like read you or do you like, think he could watch, watch you could you watch, watch on video <laughs> is, I do remember that yeah. from, from that scene that, that, that's when I saw like that do you want like the screen that's all yeah. you just said I, I thought we of we watched our lives on the yeah and yeah. it's true and, and I just thought I just thought of that but I think that uh, this song it, it has a lot of things that kind of touch on me where it's just kind of like the, uh, there's a lot of songs on this album that, that do touch on loss and grieving and things like that. Cancer is a very powerful song, in my opinion. Famous Last Words is also a powerful I almost picked great, Famous. I almost picked Famous great Last Words. And, you know, even like a song like Dead or the title track, Welcome to the Black Parade, all make me think about death a lot in sort of different capacities. This one, I do think, is a little bit lighter. This is a little bit more punk rock. It's very... Like, hey, this is my fucking life. Yeah, there, was an, there was another lyric I saw that was like, 
I spent my high school, high school career, career spit on and shoved to agree. So, so I, I could watch, watch all my heroes sell a car on TV. Yeah, I thought of like, I thought of like, I know this is probably, I thought of like, um, it was like O.J. Simpson. I think he was, gonna, <laughs> you know, no, no, you know, no. you know what this emo song makes me think of a guy that killed his no, wife. No, probably. because like, because he was like an enterprise, like he would do like commercials for oh, enterprise and stuff. And he was like this great like football player, but I'm not sure if that was like between him being on like from college to um, his like the NFL but I know at some point he was like an enterprise see I don't I don't think <laughs> about that I think about I I that makes me think of how a lot of music that I love has kind of gotten popular and I was I wasn't a total fucking loser in high school but I also wasn't the most popular person I got made fun of and you know people disagreed with me and I would argue with people a lot but then you know now it's trendy to be to like go to emo night and be like oh look I'm uh, you know you buy a t-shirt that's as sad as fuck on it I own one you know because I'm a piece of shit too but you know like seeing like people that like were nothing like me in high school. Be like, oh, I used to love emo music, and then like yeah, I'm like, like, fuck you, you don't, you know, there's yeah, still a part of me that I, and this song really like. It's also like, it, like it's also like those people that like peaked in high school, and then it's like you hope. I, I yeah. it seems like a lot of the people I went to high school with are doing really well, but that's social media for you. But yeah, social media is just a, just there. But yeah, disenchanted. It's. It's in the title, you know. This this strikes a much bigger chord with me now than it did when I was listening to this in high school. You know, when it really felt like it hit a chord with me. And you know, there's a, there's a line in there now that really kind of I relate to comedy a lot now, where he says it was the roar of the crowd that gave me heartache to sing. And you know, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, I but do this. But didn't also say it like um, I think you might have said or someone said to me that. Um, that um, Gerard Way, who's very like just like mentally like worn down just by yeah. by like doing because performing like, this performing because he was, you know he had to you know they wore like the he wore the gown he wore the 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 marching band, band and stuff and he was like because like it, this is an album if you give it the proper care it will drain you you know you listen to it and it's what forty five minutes an hour long or so you know and if you really give it the proper care you'll you'll feel a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and also, especially since he, because they had to put on, like, this, like, show yeah. for and it. And it's one of those things, I've, I've heard some bands think it's weird, but they also, like, say you learn to appreciate what it really is, where, like, this this is an album that resonated with a lot of people, and you know, if, if My Chemical Romance reunited tomorrow, and I was going to see them, I would weep at the show. I would bawl like a fucking baby. And I've I've heard bands say, you know, we go to, we see people crying at our shows, and it was kind of weird when we first started because we're like, this is a very specific song to me or things that I felt. But then you realize people just attach their own real life, you know, and like that line where it was the roar of the crowd that gave me heartache to sing, you know, it kind of touches on the same sort of thing where it's like, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm not singing in bands. I'm not. Perf- uh, I am performing for a roar of the crowd, but like you know, I'm in a medium where I'm trying to make people laugh, which yeah. I, this arguably is trying to do. But <laughs> it's this is a heavy one. Yes, this is a heavy one. <laughs> this is gonna be like the fourth or fifth episode, and uh, <laughs> not a comedy podcast <laughs> today. Nope. 
Anyway, your next pick is Afterlife by Avenged Sevenfold. Afterlife. Um, this is one I actually like. I used to like. Not like I wasn't obsessed with Avenged Sevenfold. I was I'm more like the hits that they used to play on the, Fuse back there, in the there day. There was a period that Avenged Sevenfold was, was fucking amazing. Yeah, and I felt like I was I was watching like this music video or watching part of the video last night, and I was just like, um, and, like one lyric is like, I don't belong here. I belong in like the afterlife, which is right. obviously when you pass over. So well, I was just thinking. So like your first song. <laughs> About ghosts. <laughs> about, about ghosts, and also, and also it's now about I think, spirits lingering. Yeah, about, and also now I think about this, um, the Rev, who yes, this was the last album that he recorded, yeah. not recorded, but you know, that because he was, came out while I, he was I still think alive. about that. He also died on my 16th birthday. Oh, I didn't realize that. Fun, fun fact. You killed him. It's your fault. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like laying in bed, and I went on my little iPod Touch, and I was like, dang it. <laughs> but yeah, I was just thinking, you know, there's like there is like there could possibly be. Like an afterlife, and you don't belong in like this realm, aka living. There's like I don't that. know. I'm gonna be a ghost. <laughs> You're I'm gonna, gonna be a ghost, ghost for fucking ever. You know, <laughs> even when the sun explodes and engulfs the earth, I'm just gonna like wander around the around void. around the afterlife. The void. I'm just gonna be like, oh, uh, <laughs> I saw this really funny post. It's like, wow, how come ghosts have to be from 1776? Why can't it be from 2007? Yelling, it's only Britney alone. Yeah. <laughs> Well, kind of. You know, I'm not wrong. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just think just I, I'm not really sure what your thoughts about the song were. Um, I thought it was okay. Uh, there are songs on this album that I like better. Um, admittedly, they, they don't apply to the theme, really. But, yeah, I, I, think that this, I, I think that this is a pretty good song. I, like I said, it doesn't strike me the way that, like, Almost Easy does. Or um, my favorite song on this album is Critical Acclaim. Um, but, yeah. I, I think that the guys in Avenged Sevenfold are very talented, and it shows that you can make music with a mass appeal that doesn't have to be, like, it, it can be heavy, and it can be loud. Um, I also think Evan Shadows has, like, a good voice that can, yeah. like, match with it. Yeah, and it's... Yeah, they're they're just good musicians. Their dad's actually a stand-up comic. Did you know that? M Shadows. M, not M Shadows. Uh, um, Sister Gates. Yeah, him he's also a great guitar player. Also great guitar. Well, his dad he does like guitar jokes. He, you know, uh, Jeff Dunham's Ahmed the Dead Terrorist. Yep. Uh, shitty comic. Fucking terrible. I hate that I even mentioned his name on the podcast. But you know how he does that uh, song, the Christmas song. With Ahmed the Dead Terrorist. I think it's, it's I, been a while. Oh, it's been a while. Well, you know, he's like, oh, guitar guy, come out. That's Sinister Gates' dad. Um, and I think that they have another brother that's in the band who either plays bass or is rhythm guitar. But yeah, yeah he's, you know, and he's played on a bunch of records and stuff. He's he's a successful enough guitarist in his own right. Yeah, him and M. Shadows did a song with um, Good Charlotte back oh. in like 2009. Another or band something. that doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> Had to take a brief pause there, interruption. Um, but yeah, M Shadows, Sinister Gates. Anything else you want to say about this song? Nope, that's it. All right, cool. Uh, my next pick was Harlem Roulette by the Mountain Goats. There are a lot of Mountain Goats songs I could have picked for this. Um, are you? What are you? I can have the lyrics. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a song. Um, are you familiar with Frankie Lyman? Nope. He was like a, I think he was like a teen pop star in like the 1950s. And um, when he got to his early 20s, he ended up using drugs a lot. And he tried to 
figure out, you know, he, he, he was a drug abuser and he was trying to launch a solo career as an adult, sort of in the same way that someone like Justin Bieber has done now relatively successfully. Um, but when he, he recorded like two songs that have been released and recorded and known and he, he OD'd on heroin right after they recorded. So. I'm not, I'm not too familiar with oh, the mountain goats. That's so. totally fine. They, 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 they have a million. Th I love the mountain goats. I could talk about the mountain goats forever. Yes. This is not good audio content. <laughs> I, I am trying to find uh, something good uh, to say about this. You, you don't need. If you say I have nothing to say about this, that's totally fine. <laughs> Oh, one lyric that got me was even awful dreams are good dreams. Yeah, that's which I, I love had that a really one. bad dream last night, but um, people have said that that's about drug abuse, kind of. But yeah, uh, yeah, I I think that this is it, it's about celebrity death, and which I mean it, it happens. It, it happens. It affects people. It's got that great line where he says, "Somewhere north of Portland, a radio clicks on, and some no one from the future remembers that you're gone." And I think that that's, you know, you know, the whole reason I'm doing comedy is because when I die, I want people to remember me. I had one of my, my professors in college, like, he doesn't have, um, I think he's an only child, he's married, doesn't want kids, and he's like, everyone will forget forget about me in the generation. He's oh, totally terrifying. And he's, like, totally, totally content with that. He's, like, fine with that. Oh, I hate it. Oh. All right, we're not going to talk about that too much. Um... But, anyway, your next pick, your second ghost song, Absolution. Absolution. Yes. A heavier ghost song. Yep. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about it. Um, actually, I like the lyrics when they go, um, like, reach for the sky and, like, cry for absolution. I just think, you know, um, people want to be, like, I, just, I thought about, like, church again. Um, Jimmy and I went to Catholic school for yeah. a number of years. I went longer to Catholic school. Um, <laughs> Pre-K through college. And, yeah, um, I got out. <laughs> Jimmy got out way earlier than me, but I was just thinking that people always want to be, like, absolved. Of for, all your sins. Of all your sins, like, no, you know, that's before. That's why you go to confession. That's why you, you get go to last rites. You last rites. So I just, I was always thinking, just, like, because when the lyrics go, like, reach for the sky, like, you're sort of, like, looking up for God, just be like, please absolve me for my sins so you can you know, get to heaven, because that's, that's ultimately, that's where everyone wants to go. Is What would you do if you were on your deathbed and, like, what do you think a priest would do, I should say? If, like, you're on your deathbed and you're like, by the way, I killed 700 people and like I, I, I've been cheating on my wife and you know I have 11 Ill illegitimate children that I don't take care of. <laughs> you know what do you what do you think the priest does in that case? He's like, yes, you're forgiven, man, but I don't know. You might have to get on the highway to hell right now. <laughs> like I can absolve you, but once you hit once you get to Saint Peter, Saint Peter might. Yeah. It's like, have you ever seen This Is the End? Uh, yes, yes. Like, this is the end. Seth like, Rogen movie. What? Seth Rogen, James Franco. You know, James, and, like, James Franco, like, because he was being such an asshole, he didn't get into heaven. Yeah. Then, like, um, was it Craig Robinson and, like, 
the lights are up in heaven, and the guy is like, I want the Backstreet Boys, and like... And the, the Backstreet Boys. What if the Backstreet Boys didn't get to heaven, though? Could they st- would, you, would you still be like, I want to see the Backstreet Boys, and then they're there, but it's not really them? <laughs> That's not really... <laughs> That's weird. That's a weird thought. <laughs> but you remember, like, this is the end when James Franco was, like, almost getting to heaven, but he's still, like, and being an asshole. Well, so, so then he's like, fuck you, bitches, and then... <laughs> and God's like, nope. And then he just falls. So I just think with, like, this song, it's just, um... I really just like, like you. Sometimes people search for the absolution just to, especially like before they die. It's like yeah. like we said, it would last, right? It's one of the seven sacraments. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you were like, are there seven sacraments? It's, it's a, a sacrament, right? Not a beatitude. <laughs> I was like, there are seven, right? Seven's yeah. a good. Seven's a good number. Seven's a good one. Uh, there's six for you because the church is sexist. <laughs> oh yeah, because I can't, I can't, I can't you be. You can't yeah. be a priest. Priest. Hypothetically, there are only six for anyone because you're not supposed to be able to become a priest and get married, but you could get married and your wife could die and then you could become a priest. I mean, technically, you can become a deacon, but that's not the same thing. Yeah, which I also think qualifies, but I don't know. And maybe nuns count too. I don't know. I don't know all the rules. I don't it's know. Like, well, you know what? If you're a priest, right? I, I get five, technically six if I want last rites. If you're a priest. And pri- I already received, was it four? Four. Baptism, baptism, communion, communion confession, confession, confirmation, confirmation, the and then. C's. But I did find out in school that um, the sacrament of matrimony only ha- can only be a sacrament if it's in a church. That makes sense. Um, so and so it's like you're, you're on the beach and you have a priest. It doesn't count. That's you, interesting. No, it has to be. Apparently, it has to be in the church. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what the Catholic University of America taught me. So uh, I feel like that's uh, that's like a logistic. I don't know. Like whatever. matrimony can only be a sacrament if it's in a church. I don't know, dog. But I don't know. interesting. I think I received last rites once, actually. <laughs> Did I ever tell you this story? Was it when you got your arm? Broke your arm? When I broke my arm in seventh grade, um, sixth grade. Sorry, when I broke my arm, you know, I had to have surgery on it twice because, uh, you know, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> and you know, one time I had to stay in the hospital for like a week, I think. At Phelps. At, at Phelps Hospital, and the, the he's not a. I guess it's not last rites if it wasn't a priest. Um, and this guy comes in, and he's like, have you received communion today? And I go, nope. And he was like, oh, do you want? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And, like, he, like, held my hand, and he was like, Lord, you know, consecrate this. You know, he, like, said Catholic I never things. got that. And I had a little, when I stayed at the hospital when I was, hospital when I was younger, freshman year, I had a freaking quarantine thing on my door. Uh, it, it, but it was so strange. And That's I'm like, at a children's hospital, too. And I'm like, I'm not dying. I'm like, I, I broke my arm, dog. <laughs> but I don't know. It was weird. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about this song? Yeah. Heavier ghost song. Heavy, uh, definitely heavier ghost song. Like I said before about ghosts, it's like you can have like the really, really like heavy ghost songs, or you can have like the very like light, like yeah. danceable ones, like, quote-unquote well, dance Well, so I always thought ghost was going to sound more like, like Slipknot. And they don't, which is cool. I think they're more melodic, but yeah, this is uh, definitely definitely like heavier. Even because they do like covers of certain songs, like they did. Um, they actually covered an ABBA song, um, "I'm a Marionette." Because they're both Swedish. Because they're both Swedish. Um, I like the ghost version people. better. <laughs> I'm just saying because they they cover the rhythmic song, uh, "Missionary Man." They do lots of covers, but they make they put like their twist on it, yeah. which is which what is what I, you hope someone which, does. Which, which is I, what I prefer for covers. Yeah. Um, anyway, leads to my next song, Coldest Winter by Kanye West off 808s and Heartbreak. That was a good album. 
Uh, I'm not crazy. I about like that. a couple of the songs off the album. I, I I like a couple. It's an important album for Kanye West. Excuse me. Um, but this very similar to "I Got You" by Camp Cope. This is a song about his mom dying, <laughs> and it's very meaningful for him. And you know, it's it, yeah. I can I know that he had he struggled yeah, a lot after his, after the death of his mother. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of emotions in this. I don't know. I I think that I think that this is in terms of music. This is where Kanye West really became Kanye West, though. Like, I don't think if this I think if this album didn't happen, I wouldn't really care about Kanye. I would I would care about Kanye about the same the same that I care about Jay Z, which it's like you know like the lyrics here. It's like it's four a.m. and I can't sleep. It's just like you know, I guess it's it's very uh, it's similar to the the Camp Cope song. In my yeah, opinion. it's just like you know. I think anyone that you've seen go through the loss of someone, I guess it's more like you have to do all those like adjustments yeah. to it. And it says, um, memories made in the coldest winter. Did his mother pass away in the winter? I have no idea. Okay, it's I, well, I wasn't sure. Or that's, that was just like, I know winter is like darker, so like a darker yeah. season. But I've, I've, one of my big regrets is that I didn't see Kanye on the Yeezus tour. And people said that, like, he would play, like, this song on the Yeezus tour, I think, or at least the tour when 808s came out, and, like, would just weep every night doing this song. And it's... I, I wish I could have seen it, just because it's it's powerful. And, like, there, there are certain things where, like, you go to see artists, and every single night they do the same thing, and you get the sense that they're just going through the motions. Kanye is someone that I think, even though he does the same thing every single night, he's not really... I think something like that... I'm, I'm not really sure, and you can dispute this if I want. It's, like, when Ariana Grande performed Thank You Next in Pittsburgh, and I think that's yes. where... Um, Mac, Mac Miller Miller's was from. from, and she, I think, was performing Thank You Next, and, because she was totally fine when I started at the Garden. Yeah. So, I'm not really sure if that was just, because I know people have, like, opinions on, on yeah. it, but I wasn't really sure, because that's the only time I heard about her crying, crying during, on crying yeah. on stage during that song, and it was just so happened to be in Pittsburgh, but when I saw her at the Garden, she was fine. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that's a thing where, like, you know, you could go see certain artists on tour and they could do the same thing every single night. It, but little variations, especially from a bigger artist, are what make it important. When we saw Lady Gaga at City Field, same sort of thing, where, like, she did the same thing she did at every other stop of the tour, but she was talking about being in New York while being in New York. Because yeah, she's from Manhattan. Yeah. So for her, it's a little bit... And it, didn't she perform, a, like, a Tony Bennett song or something? No. Or but she, she mentioned that Tony Bennett was there. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, just important things. So, yeah. That'll lead to your next pick, Inside the Fire by Disturbed. Yes. Ta talk a little bit about this. Um, I actually found out this song was about... Um, it's David Draymond, right? Yes. Um, that his, um, it's about... Um, it's actually a true story that happened... Then that his girlfriend um, killed herself and committed oh. suicide. So that's basically like... Say that really matter-of-factly. <laughs> a little too calm and cool. Yeah. So it's basically just like... Um, I think we talked about like a portal. Like you're like basically saying that... I guess it was, it was his way of sort of coping. Like, Oh, it's like, I think one of the lyrics is like, Oh, Devin, you went to heaven. You know, does this rhyme. It's like... Yeah. I guess it was more, I guess, for him to... Because like you're on the other side... And then I was watching the, um, like, the song came out, like, a while ago. It came, right. it came out, like, over 10 years ago. And um, I was watching the video, and he actually put, um, he actually did, like, a vid little video saying, like, oh, the subject matter is about suicide, but, like, if you're having these, like, thoughts. And I th I know it's more recent. I've been seeing more and more, more people post. More that. and more yeah. posts, like, warnings. So I found it, like, 
yeah. I feel like he was a little bit ahead. Of, I don't want to say ahead of his time, but I feel like in 2007, you don't really, you didn't really like see like warnings like that or people talking about like the 1-800 um, hotline number for suicide. Yeah. So I just know the song was just like about that. I'm still trying to dissect like in, what inside the fire means. Like still trying to dissect it. I think that's kind of just a metaphor for like. When you're going through depression and things, yeah. you know, you know, and not always that it feels like, fi- you know, it, depression feels like a lot of different. It feels like different things for different people, but yeah, being inside. Yeah, and I, I can like assume like this type of song like was probably just for hi- um, him to cope with the fact yeah. that like an ex girlfriend like killed herself and that he had to go sort of go through the motions and yeah. I know for music that's something that's an outlet for some people to yeah just get out their emotions and have to yeah have to deal with it um this song didn't do anything for <laughs> for me so now i look like an <laughs> asshole but uh yeah i i dig that yeah <sighs> yeah i don't know i i i think disturbed are a pretty good band they just they're, they're not really exactly my cup of tea they, they've got some i mean i mean i like a sure. couple songs here I like like personally i like their cover of um land of confusion land better of confusion. than the like better than the genesis uh, version but i like the genesis as i've gotten older i i kind of go back to the genesis version to be totally honest like i like both but i like a little bit heavier yeah as you know so like a little bit like yeah. heavier so um anything else you want to say about nope that before <laughs> It's a really fitting song that we're leading into Real Death by Mount Erie, um, which really the song that, of everything we've talked about so far, kind of shows that everything we're talking about is kind of pointless and sad. And yeah, last night when you texted me to say this Gaslight Anthem song is really getting to me, I told you just wait till you get to the Mount Erie song. And this album fucking ruined me. Yeah, because I'm reading like the lyrics, and like the, literally the first lyric is "death, death is, is real,", real. <laughs> which which could be kind of silly, but he just it, he then leads in to say like it's not for making art, it's not for singing about, you know. And this is a song, Phil Alvaram, the the lone, the guy that does everything for Mount Erie. He was married to another indie rock singer songwriter. Her name is Genevieve something. I forget what band she was in. But she, she died, she, she was sick, I think she had some form of cancer and died shortly after they had like a, a little girl and it's, this whole album, A Crow Looked At Me, is about coping with her death and it's... Yeah, because I, I know some of the lyrics are like, oh, I'll, I'll go into like a certain room that like yeah. you're normally in and then you're And he not. recorded this with her instruments too, where like if you listen to like, Mount Erie stuff before this, which I wasn't a fan. I, you know, I, I've gone back and listened to it. I don't really care for it at all. It sounds nothing like this. Um, and... Again, this is another way someone's coping. Coping. Coping, like, using the but instruments. But it's so catatonic and sad and very, you know, very descriptive, and he's very specific in what he says about... His, that that was so weird. My dad walked in as I'm trying to describe it, and I just see him looking around the room, and it really took me out of it. That's why I just talked in circles for about 10 seconds there. Anyway, <laughs> death is real. Um, but yeah, he sings about her ordering a backpack for their daughter and, you know, realizing that she had ordered it. And death is real. 
ordering a backpack for his daughter. Um, I almost lost it at that point. Oh, yeah. I almost lost it. The next this track. Is what, this on, is what happens when you listen to these songs right before you go to bed. Yeah. The next track on this album, he talks about going to scatter her ashes. And he says, like, he went, I believe he lived in, like, Oregon or Seattle, like the Pacific Northwest, and said, like, you know, I, I brought your ashes to scatter them and b- brought them to a cliff at sunset. And I realized that you're not that pile of ashes. You are the sunset. And it's very sweet oh, and romantic. But it's, uh, it's, it, it's decimating. And <laughs> you listen to, you know, you just listen to this. The next album is a little bit lighter, but it's also very hard. He, he put out an album like a year after. And it's the, one of the standout moments. It's almost a little bit sillier. And he just goes, some people get cancer and die. And it's just sort of like, okay, this is a little bit lighter and, you know, almost yeah. with a sense of humor. Yeah. He also married uh, Heath Ledger's widow. Really? Yeah. Um, Michelle Williams or something? No. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember her so name. I thought she, did. I thought she dated um, the guy from The How I Met Your Mother. Josh Radner? No, Jason Siegel? Maybe. I don't know. Well, they got married. They they also split up kind of recently. But okay, never mind. Yeah. Oh so. yeah, going also, also going back to that like that lyric that I just thought of, yeah. thought about it. It's um the ones like, Oh, I go like going to like the room and like you're normally there. It reminded me of when um my grandfather passed away when yeah. I was in like high school and like going like to my grandmother's house and just sort of like, oh my grandfather used to always sit in like that chair at the kitchen table or he always used to sit on like that like that couch over there and then just sort of I guess having to or he used to use like that scooter over right. there like the great the irony of that is the room that we're recording this in when my grandfather died he he lived in this house with us and the room that we're the house is renovated the room has a completely different purpose but I'm sitting in a chair in a spot where his chair would have been great okay, I remember what the house used to look like yeah. when we were little um but yeah it's a it's yes, a, it's one of those things that you have to just like, it took me a while, because granted, I was 16, so that was the first time right. my grandparent passed and away, being, and I was just, like, yeah. just, like, going, like, through the house and being, like... And you're more aware, I don't know. Yeah, I was more aware, and then I think even, like, I know my grandmother was having, like, she wouldn't sleep in the bedroom. Yeah. She would, like, sleep in the guest room across the hall, just to... I mean, you can't blame someone for that. Yeah. So. <sighs> anyway, your last pick... Still pretty happy. The, 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 the end of this. I is forgot really like half the songs of this playlist until you're showing them to me. A Tous les Mans by <laughs> Megadeth. By Megadeth. From Euthanasia, yeah. 1994 album. Yes, I did the OG version. The, the original Jimmy, version. Jimmy texted me. It's like, it was either this version or the one from United. United Abominations Asians. with uh, Christina Scabia. Which band was she from again? Uh, Lacuna Coil. Um... This is like the only lyrics I know that the only parts I know in French. <laughs> I'm, like going, I'm going to France on Sunday after recording this, uh, and I'm going to have to be like... A tout le monde. A, a tout le monde, you know? <laughs> and they'll be like, what's this fucking American? Yeah, I remember it's like, don't they like translate like, oh, I must go? To to all the world, to all my friends, right. I love you, but I have to go. I remember like there was like a big deal about the song saying that it was like about suicide. And I think it kind of is. Uh, this, yeah. I think, was before Dave Mustaine got sober. Um, although Dave Mustaine is not 100% sober, he still drinks. Fucking liar. <laughs> I, and I, I have no problem saying things about Dave Mustaine because uh, he's also kind of a piece of 
shit. So... Isn't that one of, the, one of the reasons why he got kicked out of Metallica? Yeah, but, like, I, I have a very complicated relationship with Dave Mustaine. I've seen Megadeth twice. I love Megadeth. I fucking love Megadeth so much. Dave Mustaine, talented singer, talented guitarist, but, like, huh, fucking furious. Yeah, I just think it was just, also, this is not a very, like, it's somber, but, like, heavy, like you said, at the same time. Yeah, and it's it, it's a rock song, you know? It, yeah, I, remember, know I just remember, like, the video, like, the original video, because you have, like... I the, don't remember that very well. I remember, like, vaguely, I just remember there was, like, a, like, a scene... It's, like, sepia-toned, right? Sepia-toned <laughs> or something, and then the, it was also the, um, I guess, like, there was, like, a grave that was, like, dug up, and people were, like, just jumping into, like... Oh, I don't the, Like, the that ground. That's the, that's the only thing, that's honestly the only thing I remember. I remember the newer video a little bit better. Yeah, the newer video is a little bit more fun. Excuse me. I know that uh, that version of the song plays whenever you go into your car. Um, yeah, every time I, cause <laughs> I've been trying to work on that for years because every time I plug in my phone to my car, that's like the literally the first thing. I think you up. need to wipe your iTunes. I've but, done it. Um, yeah, I think that the big, I think that that version of the song's better. Granted, I don't hear it all the time. Uh, the, the OG version? Or no, what? the uh, version with Christina Scabby. I think that one's the better one, but I just thought, let me just, I felt like the original version was a little bit like heavier. Yeah, it's a little bit darker. It's a little bit slower, like yeah. you said when you texted me. Uh, yeah, this is a song. Back when I was still a real true blue in and out metal kid, this was a song I would listen to when I felt sad and emo. And yeah, that's, that's the same way. I'm just, let me just go like sit in a ball in like people yeah. position on my bed and just like pretend to be sad about life. Yeah, and I mean, you know, so of a lot of the songs on your playlist, uh, like I said, a lot of yours are kind of romantic, kind of almost cartoonish depictions of death and mourning. But this is, of everything, I think probably the most realistic. And, you know, it's not... It, Grant, it's, it's about suicide and it's dark, but it's not... It's not shined up the way that like the hymn song is or the way like, that like yeah. the my chemical romance song is it's very just so like slow slow and it, it, it reads like a suicide note yeah so yeah do you have anything else you want to say about this nope my last song that i have and the last song of the this playlist is Historians by Lucy Dacus, one-third of Boy Genius. I fucking love Lucy Dacus. I, I love Boy Genius. I love her, Julian Baker, and Phoebe Bridgers. There, there are a number of songs. Oh, I, I know play. the name Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, great singer-songwriter. And I think that, you know, Lucy Dacus has a lot of songs that the more and more I listen to her, the more I love. She's very... She, she's, she's a wise-beyond-her-years sort of singer-songwriter. And she kind of writes, she can write these rockin' songs that are almost like the 70s, but then she has a song like this that it, it's so modern and thoughtful, and she, I think, is like 23 or 24. You know, she's younger than me, and this is a very sort of mature, it's a little bit romantic, but it's also a little bit real, where she's kind of saying, you know, we're going to be together and we're going to take these records and have all these memories of each other. But then one of us is going to die and the other one is going to have to tell people about the other. And I think that that's also kind of beautiful. So. Yeah, because I've been to, like, um, I went to, like, um, like, a wake a couple of years ago and that was, like, 
a lot of people were there, so I had to just like walk through like yeah. like the funeral home. It was like a big funeral home, so I was like, I was on line for like a half hour just to pay my respects. And I remember just like in each room, uh, it was the only wake that was going on. And then there were just um, they had like these like little like stands with just like photos of his life up until like he passed away, and it was just like from college and when he was like little, and just like. You know, his family were the ones that had to basically tell his story. Yeah. And I, now I think they have to think on Facebook now if someone passes, like, you can memorialize, yeah. like, their Facebook. Well, that, I have this weird sort of <laughs> thought about that where Facebook is, the fact that they're doing that, I'm kind of like, why is Facebook even fucking bother? Just because, like, I have a lot of problems with Facebook <laughs> government-wise. I, 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 have, I think there's a conspiracy about that, but we're not going to get into yeah. that because it's <sighs> whatever. But, yeah, I think that, yeah, the idea that, you know, the people that you love and the people that love you become historians of you. Yeah, it was like my grandmother's, one of my grandmothers is like going to be 92 in November, so, and she can remember, so my grandmother was born in South Africa and lived there for three right. years, so she can remember a couple things from when she was two or three yeah. in South Africa, because we were like talking at like the table once yeah. I was visiting her, and like same with my, oh, my other grandmother, she's going to be, she's 82, she can know street names, people's first and last yeah. names, and she can just, like... And then we're all, like, sitting there with, like, pens and paper, like, yeah. pens. Yeah, and you're going to have to, you know, tell your kids about that. Or, yeah. you know, tell, you know, nieces and nephews and, you know, cousins and things yeah, like cause that. Yeah, because even, even, like, same thing with, like, like my parents. They can remember, like, oh, this person lives here. Like, I used to live here. Yeah. Like, I used to live here, then sort of... Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I remember all my grandpa's stories, and, yeah, it's it's a heavy topic. It's a lot of thoughts. But we made it through it, Jimmy. We made it through 20 songs. We made it through 20 songs. All and about death. This, this and was no tears no were tears. shed. I, I, I got close a couple of times. No couple tears of were shed in the making of this podcast. edit the shit out of this podcast. Oh, man. Jax, what it, uh, do you have anything you need to plug coming up? In, uh, you're not a comic. So no, you're not, not gonna a produce. comic. Do you There's nothing to plug. <laughs> um, I don't know. Follow me on Instagram. Yeah, follow follow me on, on Twitter. Uh, listen to the playlist. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. If you search James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, I put every single song that is available on there. So go listen to it. Uh, cry a little bit. Cry a little bit. <laughs> Eat some chocolate and some ice cream. But this is falling after. <laughs> Actually, this is the third of a depressing trio because at the time that this goes up, I'll have posted... A workout playlist, <laughs> and then one of sounds happy but isn't, and uh, songs for when you're on your way to work and you're about to cry. So check. Oh, I need to listen to that one sometimes. Uh, well, that'll be up. That's that'll be up before this one's posted. So, all right, Jax, thank you for being my guest of this course. week. And uh, make sure to follow Jimmy. Jam out with me next time. All right, bye. Bye.